we just want to give a huge shout out to Sirenscape for providing all the music and the atmosphere uh, for this. You can check them out at uh, www.sirenscape.com. You've got to be using it at your gaming table. It does a great job bringing the entire story to life through the NPCs and music. And so again, just a huge shout out to Sirenscape um, for having this great music available for us. Thanks. Okay, well, we're back here with another one of our character background series, and so today we're going to be learning a little bit about uh, Boss's character, Laven. And so I'll uh, I'll turn it over to Boss, and then, and then we'll do our uh, background thing. So, Boss, tell us a little bit about uh, you as a role player, and then a little bit about Laven. Yeah, my name is uh, Boss, or at least that's what people call me. Maybe you'll figure out the background to that. Maybe you won't. We'll see. Um, but my character leaving uh and me i've been role playing now for maybe seven years i don't know seven years close that's when i bought the core rulebook for pathfinder at least maybe a little bit sooner with dnd uh but uh really got into it when we started playing probably three or four years ago with some ap's and took a while to really grasp the game, as I'm sure other people have had experience with. But now it's it's really good, and I'm enjoying it a lot. And I'm pretty excited to uh, get into uh, Curse here with Laven. Uh, Laven is a halfling. He is relatively young. Uh, he is a bit of a rough-and-tumble type. He can take a hit. He can avoid a hit sometimes. Uh, he... Uh, he's got a got a sharp tongue on him occasionally, um, and he just but he really cares for people deep down inside, and that'll be an interesting uh, uh, thing to for him to kind of uh, grasp and uh, get a hold of as we go throughout the story. All right, yeah, awesome. And he's in. You said what class and what class are you playing? Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, he's uh he's an oracle with the uh, life mystery. Awesome. And you guys might figure out what curse he has as we as we role play a little bit here. All right. Well, let's let's dive into your background here. So you have uh, been one of Lamb's lambs for most of your life, uh, orphaned on the street or. Uh, at least found on the street. You took to Gadrian Lamb uh, giving you food and thought it was a nice place to live, but that illusion was very quickly uh, doused and seen through as you uh, you started to be beat. Luckily, you made a friend during that, during that time. And, you know, friends can help us get through some of the worst of times, as a lot of us know, uh, just through COVID here. Uh, your friend was a human, a little younger than you, about a year younger than you. His name is Alistair. Alistair's bigger than you, and so kind of acted as a little bit of muscle, uh, being bigger, though being a year younger. But the two of you became pretty good friends and looked out for each other, watched each other's backs. Alistair, uh, one, di one day while out on a job, he discovered a holy symbol, uh swirling magical uh, holy symbol. Uh, 
it looked like swirling magic. And uh, th this holy symbol, in time, you both came to know as uh, Phrasma. You kind of gave Alistair some crap for uh, believing in the gods, because why would the gods leave us in such a bad situation and stuff? But Alistair really, uh, Alistair really clung to Phrasma. It became a lot, a major part of his life was the Lady of Graves. Uh, you moved around the city, and whenever you were closer to the Graves district, Alistair would attend services, sneaking away from Gadrian's grasp to, to attend services. He was warned not to do this on several occasions by uh, by Yargan and then by Gadrian, and said he would stop. Well, eventually, he uh, he got caught going to one of those even after he stopped, and that's that's where we're gonna pick up right here. Um, you. Uh, are walking in the Gadrian's current lair and you hear him uh, down the hallway Alistair you little idiot how dare you I told you not to go to those religious services anymore you also hear Yargin's voice yes religion is just for ignorami it's not as scientific as we like to be and, uh, Mr. Lamb has told you not to. Now what should your punishment be? I don't think I'm gonna leave him around for this one. Gadrian replies. Laven, uh, what do, what do you want to do as you hear your friend, uh, experiencing this? Uh, I will... I will, uh, make my way somewhat stealthily down the hall to, uh, tr but quickly, so, uh, try to look in the room and yeah. see what I can see. Yeah, go ahead and roll me a, uh, roll me a stealth check if you can. Oh, it's gonna be so good. I know. I, I have faith in you. I think it, I think you're gonna blow it right out of the park here. Oh yeah, baby. Uh, with the negative ten, that puts you at negative four. So <laughs> you uh you kind of you try to be uh stealthful and, and move down there, but unfortunately, uh it's just not it's just not working for you, and you uh kind of trip and stumble at the last minute and. Gadrian snaps over looking at you, and he's got a wide brim hat with a white feather in it. It's his customary look. Kind of looks at you with his one good eye. You little. You and him always rowing together. I'm sure you had something to do with his going to services. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> oh, swear, like. Stop! I promise. Don't talk over your adults. And uh, you see Yargan standing there in his fine, well, it's rather tattered, but a fine-looking jacket. He likes to pretend he's noble at times. And he pulls out his wand and points it at you. 
You get back to your room. We'll come get you in a moment. Alright, I'll, uh... I'll... Like, kind of slowly close the door, but stay there. Alistair... Yeah, Gage... Or, uh... Laven, Laven, just, just go! Gadrian yells, uh... Shut up, you little brat! And kicks, uh... Kicks Alistair. Alright. Still moving away. I... I closed the door, but I, I stayed behind it so I could, like, listen. Gotcha. Uh... You hear Alistair beginning to to get uh, beat. I took you in. Um, <clears throat> I uh, I let you live here. <clears throat> He's just kicking him. I let yeah. you do all these different things. I even. Bought you clothing, <clears throat> and you hear your friends start to stop. <laughs> you hear a rib break at one point, and this uh, your friend cry out in extreme pain. Uh, Alistair, ah, ah, oh, and he bust through the door. As you do that, Yargan goes, "We told you to get to your room." And uh, he flicks his wand in, in your direction. Now, this is a wand of acid splash. You've known him to use this wand uh, to punish people. And as you come through, the, the acid flies towards you and strikes you square in the face. Um, all, all goes dark, and you feel a searing, searing pain across where your eyes used to be. As, uh... Goes across you. What, what do you do with that? I, uh... I, well, I... I, I fall on the ground and, and start to yell, but... The... The pain is, like, overshadowed by... It's like the haunting knowledge of like what's what's hap gonna happen next, or what I think is gonna happen next. You uh, you hear uh, something like threads snapping, and Gadrin, I told you never to wear this again, and never to go to them services. And then you hear uh. Alistair began to be beaten with uh, his holy symbol, which uh, is actually made out, out of uh, silver. It's pretty heavy. Holy symbol. And uh, he's just being beaten with it. Um, you can hear uh, the metal hitting the soft flesh of your friend. And uh, suddenly... Uh, the first strike happens, and you hear Alistair cry out. And the second strike happens, and Alistair cries out. And I reach my hand out, shaking fingers. And something odd happens on that third strike. You still hear 
the medallion strike Alistair, and he whimpers, but it's not the crying out that uh, he had been doing. And, and in fact, uh, as, as he does that, um, you feel a throbbing pain in your head. Another blow comes down on Alistair again. He whimpers a little bit, and you feel a, a, a cutting pain in your side. As the beatings continue um, on Alistair, you continue to feel pain with every single blow. And again, with every single blow that Alistair takes, um, you start to hear something. You start to hear a woman's voice in your in your mind. You can't make out any of the words, though. But with every blow, you hear a woman's voice. Eventually, this brutal beating is ended. You hear them uh, toss Alistair outside, and and then they come over to you, and you're half dead anyway. You hear, oh, it looks like my aim was a little too good there. Yes, you done messed him up good. I think, uh, I think we're going to be done with this one for now. You could throw him out with the other. As you wish, sir. Yargan picks you up. You're too weak to move. And the next thing you know, you feel yourself being thrown outside. It's cold. And you think it's raining. As water splashes on your face. There's a tink that follows shortly after. As you feel around uh, for what he threw at you, you find uh, a holy symbol. You can feel the outline of the swirling design of Phrasma. And as you touch that holy symbol, the darkness kind of fades you see with your eyes a woman walking forward out of uh, mist and shadow she kneels down to you picking up your chin and says Laven I've been watching you for some time and while you mock my followers, and she motions over and you see Alistair lying next to you in the trash. And she, you like reach out for him, or she pulls your face back to him and says, uh, he's all right, but I need to, you to know that now, from this day forward, you're mine. I rescued you in there. 
and I've healed the scars on your face, and in time your eyes will heal as well. But you will serve me the rest of your days, Laven. I will show you my wonders and plans that I have for you. I've used you as my instrument to save Alistair. He serves me willingly. And time will show whether you will as well or not. And this cold yet comforting female voice, or female, picks you up, brings you to your feet, grabs you by the hand, and has you touch Alistair, who breathes life back into him. This is the gift that I give you. And you will serve me with it. Do you say anything to this strange woman? No, I don't think so. She lets go of your hand, you staring at Alistair. Realizing that she has let go of you, you turn and look. Your eyes in still in pain, but you can see again. Foggy. And you can't see her anymore. The rain continues to pelt your face and What am I supposed to do? And she is gone. I turn the uh, holy symbol around in my hands to examine it with my form vision. What is. I can't believe this caused all of these problems. I start to to uh, drop it, or I'm considering dropping it. As you uh, consider dropping it, um, you see uh, you hear and reconsider your your thought. Eventually, Alistair uh, kind of moans, and I think you you desire to get him help. As I uh, as I start to let go of it, I see him moan and and it's pressed in my mind and in my pocket, grab him under the shoulders and uh, drag him to to a place that he knows. And, uh, 
The only place that you can think of to bring him is back to the Temple of Phrasma. It's late at night, and uh, you arrive at the temple, and the priestess, uh, oh my, you poor children, come in, come in. I uh, hold out the holy symbol as if you can use this as payment to help my friend. Child, get in here. And she brings you in and sets you in a room and dresses Alistair's, uh, Alistair's wounds. And it's, it's at this temple that over the course of the next few weeks and maybe even months you stay and try to learn about Phrasma. This Alistair's able to catch on quite quickly um, and understands the book learning and things like that very easily. You have a very hard time with that. You're constantly wandering off into the city. Eventually for one reason or another uh, that can be discovered throughout the course of our playing Curse of the Crimson Throne. Uh, you uh, you find yourself back out onto the streets. This time fending for yourself. And largely in the halfling community of Old Corvosa. In the uh, in the shingles and dock dockway. And uh, we'll we'll leave the rest of that the rest of your story to be discovered. Uh, but one thing uh, that is known is Alistair does give you that original holy symbol. You are able to keep it, uh, silver holy symbol of of uh, Phrasma. It's uh, it binds the two of you together, and it, it in ways that uh, span the distance and the gaps of the city. You stay connected. One day, uh, as you are adventuring out uh, in the city, walking around, and doing kind of the things that you would do to make money, a lot of sympathy comes as your eyes do have the, uh, they're kind of whited out. And uh, you look blind by everybody from outside can see. Using that to your advantage, I'm sure. You wake up one morning and look, and there you grab your holy symbol, but affixed to the back of the holy symbol, the etching that's on the back of the holy symbol, it's an engraving that Alistair had done on, on his own. Uh, you know it to say, Landless, I hope one day you will discover the mysteries and majesty of Phrasma as I have. It doesn't say that today. Today says something very different. I know what Gadron has done to you. He has wronged me as well. I know where he dwells, yet cannot strike at him. Come to my home at Three Lancet Street at sunset. Others like you will be there. Gadron must face his fate, and justice must be done. And with that, we'll leave it. Thanks so much, uh, 
boss for doing a session zero with with me. Uh, yeah. Narrative. The rest of the campaign won't be as uh, quite as like narration as that. These session zeros kind of are to, to tell a very specific story. Um, but uh, really excited to play this. We'll be using Fantasy Grounds as our base, uh, and then huge shout out to Sirenscape that has uh, done all the music and the uh, the voiceovers and the, and some of the sound effects that we use during this is uh, all through Sirenscape, and so you should check them out for your game if uh, if you want to. But look forward to doing more of these. Bye.